Tonight, one team will go home with a million dollars. And another will go home empty-handed. That's right. Tonight, it's the TBT Final. And it's a matchup that I don't think anyone would have expected. But given the seeds, you might have seen it coming. You might have seen one of these teams in it. But these two teams against each other, probably not. I'll break down how we got there and obviously talk about other Big East news here on this new edition of the Igloo. So, I knew, I, I know I was supposed to do something prior to the beginning of the Super 8, considering, you know, there was a quarterfinal game for TBT that happened in Wichita between the Gutter Cats and the Aftershocks. By the way, that game was won by the Aftershocks. And the final score there, it was 74-67. Now, let's talk about what happened in the other regionals that happened during that weekend. So, Eberline Drive with Omari Spellman got shocked by Bleed Green, who was a 7th seed in the Wichita Regional. And that Bleed Green, that was North Texas's alumni team, and they shocked a lot of people because they weren't one and done because they knocked out Purple and Black with ease. That's K-State's alumni team. It was, it was, it was really funny watching Jacob Pullen plead for Michael Beasley to make it to Wichita for this game. Because he wasn't, he wasn't there for their first round game against the Lone Star Legends, but he didn't show up against Bleed Green, and they got whacked. Meanwhile, the Air Raiders with Tariq Owens, they barely got by the B1 Ballers before falling to the Aftershocks, and like I said, Aftershocks advanced out of the Wichita Regional and then advanced to the quarter uh, semifinals of TBT with a win over the Gutter Cats. Now in the Syracuse Regional, Mental Toughness, who I you know promoted, they lost 82-69 to Friday Beers. The NG Saints, featuring Demir Cosby Roundtree, Villanova grad, recent. They got knocked out by Blue Collar U by 27 I'll get to Blue Collar U later because it's a spoiler if you haven't been following, but I assume a good amount of you have. Blue Collar U is in the title game tonight in Dayton. And then, big surprises. Bayheim's Army, the reigning champs and number one seed in Syracuse and the host team, they got knocked out by the nerd team. And the nerd team, they got knocked out by Blue Collar U, so... That was Syracuse. Now, in West Virginia, Woco Showtime with Andrew Rousey, Marquette alum, they got upset by War Ready, the sixth seed. That's Auburn's alumni team. The Bucketneers, the two seed, which featured Bo Hodges, they advanced all the way to the final of the West Virginia Regional before falling to the host team, Best Virginia, 
by a single point. And then out in Dayton, Red Scare, the host team, they advanced to stay home for the the Super 8. But on top of the, and one of the teams they knocked out was Golden Eagles, Marquette's alumni team. In the, in the opening round, they barely got by Ohio's alumni team, Ohio 18-04. 77-72 was the final there. And then when they linked up with Red Scare, Red Scare took him out by six, 62-56 the final. And, well, at least they lost to a team that made it all the way to the semifinal round of this tournament. Final four, you know. And they knocked out the money team, the number one seed in the regional, which featured Jimmer Fredette. So, really disappointing TBT for Golden Eagles. Knocked out in the round of 32. But, moving on to what hap- what's been happening in the Super 8. Americana for Autism, I mentioned they were in the Super 8 after winning the Rucker Park Regional. They got by Florida TNT 93-83 on Thursday. And then on Friday, Heartfire, by the way, Daniel Ochefu, Villanova alum, was out for this game. They lost to Blue Collar U, 74-66. Then Red Scare beat Best Virginia on their home court. And then on Saturday, in the Final Four, Americana for Autism, they take out the Aftershocks by three, 78-75. And then Blue Collar U, they beat Red Scare. So, your title game, Americana for Autism against Blue Collar U. Neither one of those teams were one seeds in their respective regionals. Blue Collar U was in the Super 8 last year. Americana for Autism was not. They had a good showing, but they didn't make it to the Super 8. This is going to be an interesting matchup because Blue Collar U, they are a young, very talented group. The, The core of that team being the guys who led Buffalo in 2019 to being a top 20 team and a team that went to the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament before being taken out by the eventual national runner-up, Texas Tech. And as I mentioned, Americana for Autism before, they have multiple former Big East guys, including Chris Wright, former Georgetown point guard, and former DePaul forward Femi Alugibi, who is from Long Island, and their head coach is Tiny Morton, who was the high school head coach at Lincoln and coached Isaiah Whitehead and Desi Rodriguez, as well a host of a lot of great guys that came from Lincoln. Lance Stevenson, Sebastian Telfair, and, you know, I also want to point out, you know, you know, his, Trey, I want to give a shout out to him, his son, great guy, can't speak enough good about him, and he's over at Fordham doing great things on their staff. But to the heart of matters, I'm going to definitely be pulling for Americana for autism, not just for the Big East, but for the fact that, you know, I'm on the autism spectrum, you know? 
I'm I'm pulling for Americana for Autism to win this game. Uh, because, again, having a platform like this and winning the million dollars and donating that to the cause of autism, for me, that yeah, that means everything. So my heart wants Americana for Autism, but some's telling me in the back of my mind, my brain is telling me Blue Collar U is going to win this game. It's going to be a war. That much we know. But I think Blue Collar U is going to win it by a point. So again, that final is at 8 Eastern tonight on ESPN from Dayton, Ohio. So... Other news happening around college ba- uh, around the Big East, that is. St. John's announced their non-conference schedule. So their current non-conference schedule, as it was released July 26th, the vast majority of these games are at home. And no non-conference game at Madison Square Garden. They play seven games at Carneseca, three on a neutral court, their only true road game coming in the Big East Big 12 battle December 4th at Iowa State, team that was in the Sweet 16 this past year. So, start of three straight at home, November 7th, 12th, and 15th against Merrimack, Lafayette, and Central Connecticut State, respectively. Then they have the Gavit Tip-Off games on November 17th against Nebraska. Then they'll play in the Empire Classic in Brooklyn, November 21st and 22nd. The other teams in that field, Syracuse, Richmond, and Temple. And then they're back at home. November 26th and 29th against Niagara in LIU. And then December 10th, they're home against New Hampshire. And then they close out non-conference play December 17th in the Orange Bowl Basketball Classic in Sunrise, Florida at the home of the Florida Panthers against the Florida State Seminoles. Like, okay, that's that's a step in the right. I know Florida State was not anywhere near as good as they've been in past years but there's still a really good program under Leonard Hamilton so it's going to be a great challenge for St. John's I, I I think the games they're playing away from home most certainly challenges like that's a good Empire Classic field I mean Syracuse Richmond Temple But overall, I still think it's kind of lackluster. It's definitely better than it was last year. I'll tell you that much. So that was uh, St. John's releasing their men's non-conference schedule. Now, Speaking of non-conference, so we know a couple of things now regarding certain events. For example, down in Orlando, Seton Hall is in this 
So Seton Hall's in this event. And now the e- so I I don't want to say the incorrect name, but the ESPN Events Invitational Bracket at Disney World has been revealed. And on Thanksgiving, yeah, this is an 18 field. Seton Hall will face Memphis in the main event that evening. 7.30 Thanksgiving Eve. Well, on the eve of... Okay, Thanksgiving Eve, that's the day before Thanksgiving. But the night of Thanksgiving... November 24th, Thursday night, they'll face Memphis at State Farm Fieldhouse at the Wide World of Sports Complex. And then the, the, the rest of the bracket, how that's shaped out, they're going to face either Oklahoma or Nebraska in their second game. And then on the other side of the bracket, other teams in the field, Florida State, Siena, Ole Miss, and Stanford. And... Again, Seton Hall, they're challenging themselves at a conference. They got Iowa at home in the Gavit games. They play at Kansas in the Big East Big 12 battle. They visit Rutgers for the Garden State Harbor Classic. Shots plan, as the group chat I'm in likes to call it. Other than that, I mean, it, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be slow. It's things are gonna be slow because there's not really much going on other than well, you're gonna have your summer international tours coming up soon. Well, other news. Minor, but, you know, it's cool. The Big East Big 12 battle is going to be extended two years with the field, um, you know, with the conference for the Big 12. You know, they're, they're going to be adding soon. Other brackets that have been revealed, Butler is in the battle for Atlantis. They will be in the main event on November 23rd in the Bahamas against Tennessee. Really good team. And this is a good battle for Atlantis Field. Kansas and NC State, Dayton and Wisconsin, USC and BYU, and then Tennessee and Butler. And the but speaking of Butler, their summer tour begins today in Italy and Greece, and it's going to be going all the way until the twelfth of August. Oh, UConn also, um, I know I talked about the women's UConn non-conference schedule being revealed. The men released theirs, and for the most part, pretty, I'd say it's a solid schedule. Home games against Stonehill, Boston U, and 
well, five straight, actually, to start the year. November 7th, 11th, 15th, 18th, 20th. They're facing Stonehill, Boston U, Buffalo, UNC Wilmington, and Delaware State before they go to the PK Legacy Tournament in Portland. They'll open up against a hometown team, really, the Oregon Ducks. Then they'll play either Alabama or Michigan State, so that game against Oregon's Thanksgiving night. Then they'll play either Alabama or Michigan State the following day. And then on Sunday... November 27th, they'll face either North Carolina, Portland, Iowa State, or they could get an early Big East game against Villanova. And then they have the Big East Big 12 battle December 1st at home against Oklahoma State. And then December 7th, they're heading down to Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators, and then they close non-conference play December 10th at home against Long Island. Looking around the rest of the conference, the Maui Invitational bracket revealed great, that's a really good field in Hawaii. Creed's going to open up against Texas Tech on November 21st at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central on ESPN2. Their full non-conference slate as it stands. Open up with St. Thomas November 7th. Then, and that's the first of four straight home games. They'll face North Dakota after that, and then Holy Cross, and then UC Riverside. And then, Maui Invitational. Then they'll go to Texas to face the Longhorns December 1st. Then Nebraska at home on the 4th. Then they'll play BYU and Arizona State in Vegas December 10th and 12th. Listen, if you're... If you're coming into this season with as high expectations as this Creighton team, yeah, you got to load up. You gotta play a hard schedule out of conference to get you ready to be in the position to win a national championship. Also, recently, DePaul got Errol Penn. He was a pretty solid addition coming to you from Long Island, where he averaged 17 points and 7 boards. All right. Definitely an addition that they needed. Shifting gears to Georgetown. Doesn't seem like anything's new on that front. Well, except for one thing, they're going to be playing in a tournament in Montego Bay where they're going to be facing a field featuring LaSalle, Loyola Marymount, and Wake Forest. And the full non-conference slate, well, they start off with... Coppin State, Green Bay, and Northwestern at home. Northwestern beating the Gavi games. Then they're in the Jamaica Classic. 
for those two games. And then, home games against American and UMBC at Texas Tech. South Carolina at home, returning the home and home. Then Siena at home on December 7th. And then, closing out December 10th at Syracuse. Continuing that rivalry. Hopefully I can get a credential in the Dome for that game. We'll see. By the way, I love the content of seeing Marquette uh, Marquette's softball team um, staff versus players. We love to see it. It's 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 fun stuff. So, trying to look around for other. Oh yeah, Marquette's. I feel like I'm way behind, but anyways, Marquette's non-conference schedule that got revealed. They'll start off with Radford and Central Michigan at home, at Purdue for the Gavit Games, Long Island. It seems like Long Island faces every team in the Big East. And then they have their event in Fort Myers. They'll face Mississippi State on the 21st of November, and then either Georgia Tech or Utah. Then back at home, four straight home games against Chicago State, then Baylor for the Big East Big 12 battle. Then the rivalry game with Wisconsin, December 3rd, North Carolina Central, December 6th. Then close it out December 11th at Notre Dame. A good old rivalry renewal. Like we we love seeing that. Now, on to Providence. Yeah, I I saw they had an event where they celebrated the 1997 Elite Eight team and the 87 Final Four team. It's great stuff, man. It's great stuff. Now I'm trying to look for the... And by the way, I mean, star-studded group there. Rick Barnes zoomed in from Tennessee. Rick Pitino in attendance. Billy Donovan, obviously Ed Cooley. Pete Gill and Tim Welsh, and hosted by the incomparable Doris Burke. And I <laughs> I absolutely love this from a few weeks ago. A couple weeks, actually, it was last week. Ed Croswell um, shooting highlights from um, Little League. I think it was the regional, if I'm not mistaken. It's fun, it's fun content. You gotta mix it up, you know? And as I'm looking right now, yeah, no, I don't really see... I, I'm not really seeing much else. Yeah, so nothing, nothing really going with non-conference... Slate's being 
finalized yet for the Friars. And I'm scrolling all the way back into June. So, anyways, moving on. Seton Hall, their full non-conference schedule still not revealed yet. I mentioned St. John's. Villanova, you got to expect them to really load up. I did see, you know, Villanova have their summer jam. You know, the, the golf outing with current and former guys. I mean, the legends, and obviously, GQJ on the links, classic. And then the guys that were there yesterday. I mean, a who's who of Villanova greats. And I saw, because I know Chefu, you know, saw he was out on the links with guys that he played alongside and won a national championship. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Phil Booth. I mean, A-tier stuff. A-tier. And Eric Pascal was obviously there also. And so Villanova, speaking of that PK-85, they open up with Iowa State Thanksgiving, 3.30 Eastern. UConn, by the way, they play 8 Eastern that day. And then, so Nova will play either North Carolina or Portland, and then between UConn, Oregon, Alabama, or Michigan State in their last game. So, they're full non-conference. They open up, big five game against LaSalle. I like that. It's a great start. Then they visit Temple. Then they'll welcome Delaware State. Then they go to Michigan State for the Gavin Games November 18th. PK-85 right after that. December 3rd, Big East Big 12 battle against Oklahoma at Wells Fargo. Then they'll welcome Penn on December 7th. December 10th, never forget Tribute Classic in Newark against Boston College. And then December 17th, rounding out the non-conference schedule with a Big 5 matchup at St. Joe's. And then obviously, you know, I mentioned I mentioned Xavier. I think they were the first to reveal their non-conference schedule. So, I think this is a good place to cut it off because you know I want to highlight, you know, I feel like the men's non-conference schedules, they finalize a heck of a lot quicker than the women's. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it at that. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Igloo. I know this is kind of shorter than I usually go, but I mean, listen, I mean, summer ball season, now that it's officially over, you know, I'm gassed for right now, but I, I muster up enough energy to put this episode out today. And, you know, I'm going to wait a couple weeks and, you know, talk about the non-conference schedules for the women as they keep coming in. And I feel like shortly thereafter, you're going to have the season finale of the Igloo as we get you ready for the 2022-23 season. You know, Biggest Media Day will be in October. No date official yet for that, but you know the Igloo is going to be there. I'm going to try to be there for... I'm going to try to be as as much as I possibly can. Obviously, you know, travel and all that. 
yeah, it costs money, especially with the gas prices that we've seen. Not going to make this political because, you know, like, I feel like I've done that enough this on this season with a good amount of the stuff that I've talked about, especially the last episode. But anyways, or was it even if it was the episode before. You get my point. But anyways. So maybe next week, maybe the week after that, I'll have some more refreshers on the women's non-conference schedules that hopefully there will be more that get officially finalized. The only one that I know of right now is UConn. And, I mean, something cool that I want to point out, the Indiana Fever playing games at Hinkle Fieldhouse. Pretty cool for the WNBA to have this basketball cathedral hosting hosting WNBA games. Pretty cool stuff. And great for Butler to see that professional action in their home gym. So that's so I'm going to leave it at that. That does it for this episode of The Igloo. Thanks for tuning in, and I will catch you all in a couple weeks.